This is the MFG Cast. here from the MFG cast. This is part two of our interview series for Gen Con 2019. We're going to be talking to Mike Young from Plan B Games, Alan Panicle, a great artist that did uh, art for his first card game, Time Chase, by Renegade Games. And we got to talk to Todd Rowland from AEG. So check out part two of our interview series from Gen Con 2019. This is Logan here with MFG Cast. I'm here with Mike Young to tell us about all the great games from Plan B here at Gen Con and coming to a home near you. Mike, what exciting stuff do you have to tell us about? There's all kinds of cool games here. We're debuting ERA, which is the world's first roll and build, designed by a very popular designer named Matt Leacock. How many sacrifices did you have to make to have Matt Leacock on with you guys? Well, here's here's the great news that Matt Leacock is actually an old friend of all of ours. Uh, way back in the day, our president owned Z-Man, and she helped publish one of his big games called Pandemic. So. I can tell you zero human sacrifices were made that we're willing to admit. The next big game that came out here, maybe you've heard about it, it's called Century Golem Edition, Eastern Mountains. This is uh, the second in the Golem sequel, or excuse me, trilogy. We've taken the Golems and, and we've made it its own line. Uh, this is a big request by, from a lot of our fans. They really wanted to see this happen and we're glad to bring it to them here. And the last one is 5211 which is a really fast-playing, fun card game that's designed to play two to five players, great for families uh, from ages 10 on up. Out of all these, what are you most excited about? You know, I, it's tough to pick a favorite. Oh, but, come on, you can do it. But I, I think if you twist my arm, it would probably be ERA because I love city building, I love resource management, uh, plus the table presence on this game is amazing. All the pieces are beautifully crafted. It looks great. And when I get done finished, uh, I can compare my city to everyone else's, and it looks unique and different. So to me, this is where my heart is. I heard this is similar to Roll Through the Ages. So now what's different about it? So Matt Leacock also designed Roll Through the Ages. Uh, and you can see that in the DNA of the game, how it plays. But obviously, we have 3D pieces. Uh, but uh, some of the spite elements, some of the meanness out of uh, Roll Through the Ages has been taken out to give players a little bit more choices over what they do. So I'm not going to feel like I'm being punished as much by my neighbors. Uh, plus it looks incredible and amazing. It's no longer a doodle pad game, it's an actual 3D board. Oh, that sounds so nice. <laughs> 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 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, just, he's like, oh, I'm just kind of like, yeah, whatever. We didn't pick up the beat. <laughs> Let's talk about 5211. Great, yeah. So 5211, as I mentioned, it's a really fast playing card game. The rules are built into the title. We're always going to draw up to five cards. We're going to play two, we're going to play one, and then we're going to play one more. And how we play this game, how we score, is that we look for all the colored suits that are out here. Whichever color has the most, we'll collect cards of that and you get points on that. So if you and I both played into blue and blue is the most popular suit, we're going to get points. The trick is, is that we can't put too many out there or we spoil it. It gets too many with bust. So we have to go to the next highest majority. But it's one of these games that I think is really great to play with uh, families that are very casual minded or if you have people that aren't super heavy gamers like my wife and my kids don't like playing heavy heavy games but they'll like to play something fun like this this is a good one for them that sounds like that would be perfect for me that sounds like that would be perfect for me uh, it goes two to five players uh, and it's going to be out in retail soon um, and I think it's very reasonably priced. It's under $20. I want to say it's $15 or $13 for a price point. Super great and easy pickup for the card lover in your family. So, Mike, is there anything in the future that we'll see that we'll really like about? Uh, so, I can't I can't reveal all of my mysteries to you, Logan. I, stop pushing my oh, arm. Stop pushing my arm, Logan. <laughs> but uh, you'll start seeing a couple announcements in the next few weeks. Uh, stuff you can look forward to. Uh, there was a game that we published called Heaven and Ale. The expansion will be out at Essen. Uh, this is a, this is a quintessential expansion. I love it. Um, you're probably going to see uh, the Era Trilogy. That was announced a, a couple weeks ago, but we'll be doing a full trilogy on this, uh, as well as some expansions for, for Era. We have so much faith that this is going to be a popular game. Uh, and I suspect if you look this time next year, you'll see the third in the sequel, uh, third third title in the Golem line. So, but stay tuned. We will be revealing more stuff soon. Ooh. <laughs> Thank you, Mike, for ta for telling us about the board games you make. I appreciate it. And thank you, Logan, for taking the time out of your very incredibly busy but uh, wonderful Gen Con trip to come talk to me. What do you say? Thank you. Just found respect. Yep. Blow it up. Make All it right. rain. <laughs> hey everybody, Kurt from the MFG cast here. I'm here with Alan Panicle, great artist here. He's in artist row here. There's a bunch of great art, but I've always really been attracted to his art. It's very otherworldly. It's very, I don't know, spiritual too to me, it feels like. And now Alan has his uh, great art on a game, a board game from a Renegade game called Time Chase. So. Alan, you've been doing your for quite a while now, so what does it mean to you to get it on a board game now or a card game where now it's a little more out to the masses? Um, you know, I've been trying to get a board game since the first Gen Con I did. <laughs> nice, so what was that? Uh, that was three years ago. Um, you know, because the gaming industry has always been one of those things I loved. Yeah. But, you know, like my stuff's not good enough for board games yet. Uh, no, that's not true. Okay, sure. But I think it like <laughs> evolved in the last couple of years yeah. since I've been like learning and, and evolving and, and learning more so finally when renegade reached out i was like they actually reached out at a time when i was super busy but i was like it's <laughs> renegade and it's a big deal yeah. and i was like okay let's do this you know and they're super nice to work with they're probably I've, i tried doing some games with some other companies that i'm not going to name drop but yeah, yeah. you know it was super difficult and super stressed me out so I, I was like i can't do this yeah. but with renegade it was like very um 
it made me feel like I can do this again with another company. You know, they were super easy to work with. They loved everything. I, was, I did all my own designs. You know? oh, nice. I was like, I did all the artwork, and they were like, that's good, that's good, let's go. Wow. I think they made like two changes, but um, it's kind of nice to see that everyone likes the. I heard it's selling out. So that's a super cool feeling. Yeah. And I went to the meet and greet and signing yesterday, and everyone, I felt totally loved. So I was like, this is an amazing feeling. That's you know? awesome. So yeah. That's great. I'm doing really good at Gen Con. Uh, so. And you can tell by the so wall. So it's good to hear. Yeah. People to oh, now everything's selling out now. Everything's so, selling out. Yeah, now. yeah. So, so, now, so now you can go home with a lot less and be like, you know what? Now I can now I can have something else for later. So Yeah, I mean, I got a, call, I got a couple meetings scheduled after this for some other company. So I'm hoping something else pans out. Awesome. And I, you know, I talked to Renegade, and I said, if you guys are interested, another game I'm totally in so awesome well I, I'm really excited about it because I, I love Renegade games too and I love to see that your art is on that so so yeah definitely so thanks for talking to us and if you're interested in that where can people find your art if they are unable to get come um, to Gen Con I have a website it's ancientones.net um, the store is not fully functioning yet <laughs> I have to get through Dragon Con before I can do it okay. but you can order Playmats on there but I won't ship anything out till after the show alright so if you have the patience to wait wait otherwise come to my table and buy stuff. That's right. That's right. Do both. Do Let's both. do that. Yeah. So again, Alan, thanks for coming on Talk to us. Thanks, dude. I appreciate it. Awesome. Hey guys, Kurt here, MFG Cast. We're at Gen Con 2019. I'm here with Todd Rowland from AEG. Todd, thanks for coming on Talk to us. Thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it. No problem. So anytime we have a big convention like this, you guys always do things big, okay? You've got your setup big, you got your games big, your bags are big, you know, that kind of thing. So what kind of big things are in store for gamers now and maybe in the future here? Okay, so you are right, we do tend to do things big, and we've done a very big booth this time. However, sure because that's not insane enough, we are changing our booth every single day. It'll have a completely different look every day. Nice. Uh, so for today, our look is Edge of Darkness, which was our big Kickstarter yep. uh, that we just fulfilled. Most people are getting it right now. A few people are still waiting on theirs, but it's on the way. Um, and we are going to be going back on Kickstarter with it in a couple months. Nice. Um, it's just such a big, huge product that uh, we thought that was probably the best outlet for it. Yeah, but definitely. as you'll see, we've got a bunch of tables set up over here that are running the game. And it is a big sort of worker placement, card crafting, monster fighting, uh, drafting game. Yeah, so basically, any more mechanics to this thing. Yeah, I was going to say, so basically you're taking the card crafting thing and you're turning this thing up to 11. Indeed, we are. Um, what's interesting was, this was actually the game we got pitched before Mystic Veil. Oh. And we asked John if he could create a slightly easier version of the game because card crafting hadn't been done before. And we wanted to sort of introduce people to the concept for a couple of years before we hit them with this big smorgasbord of, of, of game. Yeah, exactly. And now we've got it out because it also has, not only does it have the card crafting, it's got double sided card crafting. So as you upgrade one side of your card, you're actually making the monsters more challenging on the other side. Oh wow. So it sort of scales with you as yeah. you play through the yeah. game. Nice. Um, it's got a lot of interesting stuff. It's got a shared deck so you can actually draft other people's cards they've been building, but you have to pay them to use them. Oh, gotcha. So it's like hiring out your agents to the other guilds yeah, and things yeah. like that. Nice. Ultimately, you're trying to defend the city, protect it from the monsters, but you want to be the guild that does that better than anybody else yeah, and come out ahead with more influence at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, it has a really cool cube tower that uh, is the mechanic for how the monsters attack. Uh, basically, every time you use an action, it has a, a number of cubes you have to take out of the bag and drop them in the tower. It filters them down to one of the three monsters. Uh, whenever a monster has seven 
cubes on it, it attacks the player who has the most of their color gotcha. in front. So, lots of things going on in this game. We're real excited about it. And like I said, it'll be back on Kickstarter in uh, a couple months yeah. from now. And it's impressive. Thank you, thank you. And I want you to come back and visit our booth tomorrow and the next day because it'll be a completely different game, a completely different focus. In fact, Saturday, we've got three games coming out that'll be at the booth that aren't even on sale yet, not even available for demo nice, yet. Nice. We're going to have Point Salad, Walking in Burano, and Curios, which I want you to come back and check out on Saturday. Very nice. Uh, Very really nice. fun, light, uh, quick playing games, but really engaging. Point Salad has really captured a lot of people's attention, as has Curios. Yeah, so, Walking awesome. in Burano, I think he's going to make a big splash once we get it in front of people here, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, that's always good. Get people, get it in front of everybody that you can, and then they can kind of get, see it for themselves. Okay. Exactly. Oh, and look, it's open. Oh, look at that. Um, our other new main release we have here, which is also in stores now, is Atelier. Now, Atelier is a game where you are managing an art studio, and you're attempting to create uh, classics of the 19th century. Very nice. You do this by sending out your students uh, to collect paint for you. In a lot of ways, this game is sort of like a gateway-level worker placement game. Gotcha. It's fairly straightforward. Um, it's easy, but what's interesting is that you use dice to determine your actions. Uh -huh. So based on your role, it's what you get to do with different things. So that would let me collect paint. But I only collect paint where I have the majority of students. So maneuvering your students around to the different paint piles, moving the opposing player students around is how you're going to be able to get the colors you need to ultimately complete the paintings. Um, the paintings require different amounts of paint, and they also give you abilities and points. Some paintings have a star up in the corner. Those are considered masterpieces. When a player has three masterpieces, that triggers the end of the game. Gotcha. So um, smaller cards may not give you any points, but they give you really cool abilities to play through the game. Yep. And then the masterpieces generally give more points. These are all actual 19th century masters. Uh, we uh, met with four different museums and got the uh, rights to use from their collections to Very feature nice. them on the cards. Um, so, for instance, um, you can look, it's like a Van Gogh from the Institute of Chicago, different things like that. It has all the credit down at the bottom of the cards. That's cool. And there it is. And that's Atelier. That is on sale now. Very nice. Uh, Tiny Talent, of course, has been a big hit for us since it came out earlier this year. Maybe but, familiar with that one already. Yep, you bet. I haven't had to tell many people about that one. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I'll walk you over here and show you a few of took out the boxes, so we don't know what they are. Difficult to get to see it, but yep. Valley of the Kings Premium was a Kickstarter we did that brought all the Valley of the Kings games together into one box. Very nice. Um, it also upgraded the size of the cards and introduced Pharaoh cards that give each player their own unique ability as a Pharaoh. Um, what's neat about it is it will be in retail very soon, and um, it also comes with sleeves for all the cards, oh, so you can see nice. the entire thing yep. already out of the box. Yep, that's excellent. Uh, Cat Lady doesn't—it's not here yet, but later this year we're going to have a premium edition. It comes in a tin. It even has uh, upgraded tokens so that the uh, milk looks. Like milk, the tuna looks like tuna, nice. and it has the make your own cat card, which is a blank cat card. That then there's sticker sheets where you can sticker it up <laughs> to make it look like your cat. Put the right color pattern on them and write nice. your cat's name on it, and then they can be in the game. <laughs> oh, Chester! Chester's of, gonna love game. this game. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And your family will be very happy to have their kitties in Cat Lady. But that'll be out later this year. That comes very out awesome. around October. Very awesome. Um, the Captain is Dead has a new sequel out, The Dangerous Planet. Very it cool. is the crew's first away mission, oh, wow. uh, where you actually leave the starship and you're down on the planet. You're using a shuttlecraft, which gives you fewer options because it's a smaller vehicle. You don't have as many systems to use. Nice. But on 
the flip side, you do have new things you can set up, like turrets and shield walls and things like that, because it's essentially a tower defense game. The, the bugs are swarming, Starship Trooper style, and so you have to defend the, the shuttlecraft so it doesn't get destroyed while you search and explore for relics that, that you've been sent on the mission for. All while, of course, your captain is dead. Uh, of course. Right? <laughs> um, lastly, we are not in line. We are just uh, talking. Sorry about that. Uh, and then I'll step over here and tell you about the last one because it's not over there anyway. We have uh, war we have an expansion for War Chest coming. Oh, very nice. It's called War Chest Nobility. It's going to have four new uh, tokens in it. There are more of the regal noble types, the Duke, the Duchess, the uh, Bishop. They're not necessarily going to be the most aggressive of, of tokens, like other warrior-type tokens, yeah. but they have more global effects over the board gotcha. through their influence. More influence, and yeah. It all, and, yeah, it's, it's really neat some of the effects they can add to an army by sacrificing, say, your pikemen in order to have a bishop. You can get more control over people, and they can't be attacked directly and things like that. Yeah. So yeah. It's really, really neat. Um, and then, like I said, uh, if you want to come back on Saturday, we're going to have those other three games. And then Sunday, we're going to be previewing a game that's coming out at Essen. We're only going to have it for demo. It's not going to be for sale, but it's yep. called Ecos. It's by John Clare, who made Edge of Darkness and Space Base and Mystic nice. Veil. Vale. It is a tile game where you are creating an ecosystem. But it's simultaneous play, so everyone's reacting to the same uh, resources every turn and trying to manipulate the board to create scoring situations. But since each of us is changing the board and manipulating the board, it may not be the situation you thought it was going to be when the turn started. Um, and it continues throughout the game until someone gets 80 points. Um, so you may be creating herds of antelope and trying to move them to certain areas, but then other people all of a sudden change that area from a grassland into water because it's sunk and now it's water, right? So, oh, well, I antelope. We're going to drown if I go there. Can't yeah, go there. Yeah. So uh, it, it's really interesting, but we we want everybody to come by on Sunday and try that one out, and it will be on sale at Essen. Very awesome. Yeah. So, look, guys, I can't specify this enough. There's a lot going on here. It's so, to some people you may be scared because you're like, what is with all these buildings? It's all good stuff. <laughs> a lot of fun things to play. And thank you, Todd, for taking time out to talk to hey, us. Thank you for coming by. I appreciate you taking the time to visit. Of course, of course. All right, and we're back. So I just wanted to talk about a few things that that we liked about Gen Con that we did and stuff like that. Like we just we got to see lots of cool games. We got to play a lot of fun stuff, meet a lot of cool people. Of course, you got to hear those interviews and stuff like that. But like Logan, what was like what was some of your favorite highlights of Gen Con 2019? Um, I like that. Um, there's a lot of costumes. Oh, you like cosplay? cosplay? Yeah. And I also liked that I got to play some new games that I really liked. Nice. Like Men at Work, which is from Plan B Games. Shout out to Mike. Um, and I also liked Tuki and Catch the Moon. Very cool. That's awesome. And I, I was really proud of you. You actually were very respectful when you were trying to get uh, pictures of the cosplayers. You were like, you asked them very nicely if you could. And I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, what about you, Tracy? What was some of the, your favorite highlights of, tw of Gen Con 2019? Highlights of Gen Con 2019. Boy, I'm exhausted. <laughs> that is not a highlight, I would say. Um, I thought it was awesome being able to just sit down at a table and play games and um, just kind of roam around and check things out. I feel like 
we were able to sit down and play a lot more at the demo tables and stuff like that than we ever had in the past. This is our third year, so we're able to do that a lot more than we ever did in the past. And it never, it ceases to amaze me that we can see people that we know in passing. Um, even if there's 65,000 plus people there, every time we always run into people that we know, which I always think is really awesome. Maybe we just have good taste um, as a whole with people and we just are in the same place at the same time. Um, even though we didn't get to see everybody that we wanted to. That was my little side banter. Um, but otherwise, I just think um, the offerings as a whole, I think are awesome. I love the community of all the people that are there and the excitement that they have for the games and the willingness that they have to be able to be like, what are you excited about? And this is what we got. And, you know, everyone just wants to talk, talk to you and ask you what you like to play and what you want to do and stuff like that. So I think... I don't know. I just think as a whole because I think going back home, you know, there are people that we know that like to play games, but we don't have a whole lot of that banter back and forth and conversation back and forth with a lot of people that we can absolutely relate to around at home. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, that's the one of the things I like the most too. It's like, you know... It's weird because we got to talk to some, like, awesome people, and it seemed like we were running around like, okay, we need to talk to this person now. Oh, we need to talk to this person now. But still, we had lots of time to game and to see people that we haven't met yet, just talked over on, like, the internet and stuff like that or through the podcast, you know, and then see them in, in real life and be able to, you know, say, hey, you know, it's just, I don't know, it's just, it was overall, like, you know, even though, like, maybe, you know, some people might say, like, this might not have been the best year for, like, titles and stuff like that, because they might think, oh, maybe Gen Con 2015 was better because of blah, 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 but I really enjoyed myself, and I think I had the best time at this Gen Con uh, more than anything, because, you know, we were just able to have those experiences with, you know, our friends and, uh, um, you know, being able to play a bunch of, you know, sit sit down and actually play a bunch of games this time and, and be able to have that revelry with people, even with strangers that we didn't even know. Like, it's always fun to just talk to people about those experiences and stuff like that. Uh, and it's weird because, you know, uh, me and Tracy have been at this, at Gen Con for a couple of years, a couple of times now, and to actually bring Logan into the, into the fold and, you know, just have a great time with our you know have a great time with our family like that was like tops for me so I I really enjoyed it so that was just like it just everything kind of came together and made it just that more worthwhile so that's why I loved it so unfortunately so we just gave you guys some feels that's right that's right and unfortunately there were there were even more people that I missed which I was really disappointed you know yeah that was a bummer yeah and you know some people we'd seen in the past and you know, people that had, you know, kind of shown up that I was like, oh my gosh, I would really like to meet this person, and just, you know, for some reason, just, you know, there's, it's just so busy, you know, that we were, you know, unable to make that connection, but, uh, yeah, for me, and hopefully for everyone else here, you know, it was just, it was just a great experience, and, you know, 
I told I told Tracy I was like you know what I think we should just go to Gen Con every year because I just love hanging out with everybody and just having a lot of fun so what do you guys think uh yep <laughs> <laughs> what do you think Logan um I think it was really cool well no do you think that you would I'm sorry I didn't mean to interrupt you but like dad said do you think you want to you'd want to go again right away next year yeah. Tops for dad. Tops for dad. That's right. So, yeah. So, um, thanks to everybody for listening to this. Uh, thanks for uh, everybody that we were able to talk to at, at Gen Con. And hopefully we can bring you a bunch of more awesome content for uh, next year. So, until next time, I'm Kurt. And I'm Tracy. And I'm Logan. Bye. <laughs> oh. Or... And this was the MFG cast. Goodbye. Goodbye. Legends of Tabletop Podcast. Creating legends one die at a time.